Suddenly, I wasn't a 29-year-old kindergarten teacher, mother of a five-year-old, about to celebrate her seventh wedding anniversary. I was a young, naive 19-year-old girl having her first experience with the wide-open world of sexual pleasure. I buried my face in a pillow, panting and breathless, as TJ slipped out of me and slid off to the side. His belly was wet with sweat, and he shifted his hips toward me. Wow. His lips found my hairline, my temple, my ear. That was something else. I didn't trust myself to answer, but I turned my face toward his. I was afraid of what he might see in my eyes, but I wanted the reassurance I was seeking in his. He gave it to me, too. Nothing but love there, as his fingers played through my hair. I knew he was waiting for me to say something, so finally I did. I have to admit, thinking about it is kind of hot. He grinned. And if thinking about it is hot, just imagine... I flushed, both with the thought and with the memory. I had never told TJ about what had happened with the bomb gardeners. Gretchen and I had been over for a year when I met him, and I had chalked it all up to some college experimentation thing. I wasn't a lesbian, I was sure of that. Yes, okay, I'd been attracted to women over the years, but... Ronnie? Hmm. I turned onto my side and spooned up against him, pulling his arm across me. A protection, a barrier. I knew what he was going to ask, even before the words were out. And yet, somehow, they still surprised me. Who's Mrs. B? I froze. Glad he couldn't see my face. Well, Lucy, looks like you got some splaining to do. I cleared my throat and closed my eyes, my whole body on fire with the memories. And then I started to talk. The headlights of my intrepid reflected on the garage door, and I turned them off, gathering up my purse and my bag with all my lesson plans. It was such a sweet moment of anticipation. The time between knowing I was going home and going into the house where I knew TJ and Beth would be waiting. Knowing the long holiday stretched out ahead of us made it even better. And if it weren't for staying late to finish cleaning up the classroom and the hamster I had in the back seat, it would be perfection. I opened the side door and could smell TJ's spaghetti cooking. It just kept getting better and better. I swept in carrying the hamster cage, complete with hamster. And TJ stood up from the kitchen table, his eyebrows raised as he moved instinctively to help. Uh, what's this? I let him take the cage and he looked around for the best place to put it, deciding on the counter. He peered in at the little sleeping ball nearly the color of peach fuzz curled into one corner. Taffy, remember? I began unslinging purses and bags from my shoulder, hanging them over a kitchen chair. Uh, what's this? I stood, staring at the glasses and the wine and looked up at him, pushing my hair out of my face and frowning. He uncorked the bottle and began to pour us each a glass. We're having a dinner, guest. He offered me a glass of wine. I smiled, my eyes questioning, and shook my head. You know I don't like this stuff. Try it, he said, clicking his glass with mine. So do I have to guess who's coming to dinner? I lifted the glass to my nose, wrinkling it at the smell. TJ waited, watching me sip it, surprised as I took my first taste. It's good, isn't it? I'll give you a hint. It's not Sidney Poitier. Then who is it? I took another sip. This isn't bad. Fruitier than most of the wine you've made me drink. I winked at him. But it still tastes like alcohol. I sat at the kitchen table, kicking off my heels. As often as I complained about them, I still wore them. TJ liked them. And I liked TJ imagining me standing in front of a classroom of kindergartners in those heels. I looked up at him, waiting. TJ took a gulp of his wine. Gretchen. Who? I set my glass on the table and stared at him. 
I knew. Of course I knew. After our conversation last week, what I told him about my week in Key West with the Baumgartners, and the year that followed. Still, I acted surprised. I wasn't surprised, really. How'd he find her? TJ began talking fast. It wasn't hard at all, Ronnie. You could have kept in touch with her if you wanted to. The Baumgartners still live in the same house, and Gretchen is still their nanny. Well, I imagine it's more like cook and housekeeper and stuff like that, now that the kids are teenagers. I just called the number in the phone book and asked for Gretchen. It was easy. Easy? So the Baumgartners lived about 20 miles away from us, in the same house. I tried to imagine them, Doc and Mrs. B, and Janie and Henry, all grown up. My mind refused to wrap around the idea. TJ took another gulp of wine. Well, it's kind of funny how it all fell into place. 